Hello and welcome to the 78th episode of Afternoon Yap. On this episode, we're going to cover Mindhunters Season 2, the new Tool album, Fear Inoculum, and the new indie horror game, Blair Witch. We are then going to close the episode with a review of the new Xbox One game, Gears 5. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today are my co-hosts, Aaron. Hello. And my best friend in the whole gosh darn world, it's Dinger Dog. How's it going, fellas? Hi, I'm I'm not hungover. You're not? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, just you, wanted you to get that out there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. How are you fellas doing? I'm not hungover. Good. It, good. This has, been, right. this has been like an absolute jam-packed week already, and it's only Wednesday. Uh, can I start into this whole bit? Yeah, yeah I mean, you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Monday, uh, uh, 9-9, there was the 20-year anniversary of the release of the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, 20 years of Dreamcast. Uh, I want to tell a quick story about how I eventually got my Sega Dreamcast Love when me. I was 17 years old. Uh, I was pumped for one, $9,999. There was a deal uh, that if I traded in my PlayStation 1, every single game that, they would, that I traded in with it, didn't matter what it was, I'd get $10 for. So I hatched this little scheme where I was going to buy all kinds of different uh, PlayStation 1 games. And when the Dreamcast came out, I was going to trade it in, and I was going to get that bad boy. Well, Smart. what I did was I bought a shit ton of PS1 games. And for less than $10? For less than $10. Okay. Thank you, Dinger Dog. I know that you're the salesman in the room. And I decided to run them through one of those CD cleaning machines. I brought the whole setup there, $9,999. It was in a mall that was an hour away from uh, where I lived at the time. And this asshole looks at me and he goes, did you use some sort of cleaning mechanism to clean these? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I can't take these. I ended up leaving oh, with, man. I ended up leaving with like uh, Final Fantasy VIII and Soul Reaver and just this incredible broken heart. That's the first thing that I did to try to get a Dreamcast. The second one is real embarrassing. So I thought well, I'd put that, it in. By the way, is it more chunk than that one? Because that's like the most chunk story since you all. chunky stuff. This yeah. one's real embarrassing. Some chunky peanut butter. So I didn't have a Dreamcast. This is like six months later. I look in an, ep- or an issue of GamePro and it says, hey, uh, do you have a video game that somebody else wants that you want? There's this website that does trading. This is back in 1999. Seems legit to me. I'm 17 years old. So I, I start looking at this website, and there's this dude. This is so embarrassing that I don't even want to tell this story. He's like, hey, I got a Dreamcast. I don't want it. It's only been out six months, and it's the brand new thing. Uh, anybody out there have a PlayStation with a shit ton of games, and they just want to send that to my house? I was like, oh, now boy. we're cooking with gasoline. Was he an Arabian prince? Yeah, no. He just needed some place to stash his millions of dollars. I remember I instant messaged this guy for a couple of weeks before the whole thing went down, and then I just took all my stuff, stuck it into a box, sent it to him. Uh, so that was a scam. <laughs> Sucker! So, that was, so I learned that the hard way. Right. Uh, and then, Wait, you mean he didn't send you a, a brand new Dreamcast back? No. Oh. I got nothing. He never sent you anything back. Uh, and then... Not I, even a thank you? No. Like it was a, awful. Like a picture of a sucker that, fish. That's or, a long way to go on that guy's behalf to get you and your games. I think he's probably doing it. To, like, I mean, he's probably professionally doing that. Yeah. 
all you do all day. I wish that that story was funnier. And I eventually got a Dreamcast a year later because one of my buddies in high school wanted to start skating again. I traded in my rollerblades for the Sega Dreamcast. Stinger Dog, you're a big fan of the... Nerd. Wait, wait, what? What'd you say? Nothing. I didn't say anything. There's a lot of ways that anecdote can go right there at the end. I traded in, I traded in my skates for a dream. Yeah. Uh, the three best games on the Sega Dreamcast. Virtue Tennis. Virtue Tennis. Virtue Tennis. Sonic. I mean, that's dead. Uh, Code Veronica, number three. Resident Evil. Uh, number Hawk number ninety four. Number two, Tony Hawk 2, which obviously was on other consoles, but it looked the best on Dreamcast. And then number three, me and Dinger's game of choice, Virtua Tennis. Me and, me and Dinger Dog sat around... For a lot, long time in college, playing some competitive Virtua Tennis. Yeah, what, 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 the, what was the guy's name on Virtua Tennis? Philip Philippusies. <laughs> Whoa. Philip Philippus. We've done this Phillip, joke before. Philopsily. No, it's, it's Philip Philippussy. <laughs> is his name? Whoa. <laughs> and I, I was like, Very how, did, how did they get that in there? <laughs> Turns out, real guy. Uh, yesterday, awesome. nine ten, the uh, the iPhone eleven was announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I haven't watched the presentation yet, but in my car, I was, I was, I'd read about the features and one of the features was, uh, the new camera takes wider shots. And I kept on imagine being there at like the unveiling of this and then Dinger raising his hand and being like, yeah, 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 yeah. New camera takes wider shots. Tell us about how it handles pornography. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. You're working on that joke all week. I get it. Can we tell a story about Chunk? Like, speaking of Chunk stories and like... I told you that that would make me laugh. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you guys would feel about it. Get to the pornography! Where's the punchline? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boo. So what about... Can we tell Can we tell other Chunk stories that are like where Chunk got scammed or like messed sure, up embarrassingly? Sure, sure, Like I'm gonna it has to do with a U-Haul are- truck? Oh, we can tell that story. Now, I'm not sure if I got scammed. No, but it's just one of my favorite Chunk stories of Chunk being Chunk. All the time. So he's got this rents a truck to move, whatever, has a terrible day moving. Moving sucks. Everybody knows moving sucks. 24 years old. I'm moving uh, to a new city yeah. by myself. My one buddy that promised me he was going to help me to move, not Dinger Dog, uh-huh. bailed out on it. So I had to move all sing- all day long. Oh, man. So, so uh, he stops at a gas station to fill it up, uh, hops back in the thing, drives it down the road a little bit, and it starts... Like basically, it stops working. Oh, yeah. no. And he calls the people, and he says, hey, where's my roadside assistance or whatever? This isn't working. And they determine, and I don't know, I wasn't on the phone. What did you put? You put diesel? Put, I put unleaded into it, and it only into took a diesel. diesel? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was 24. I'd never, I'd never moved by myself before. You didn't get very far. Uh, uh, I got probably 10 or... Oh, I got like 30 miles down no, the road. Really? Yes, yes. It went for a long time on Before the Before he gasoline. destroyed the engine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Did you buy the insurance? I bought the insurance. Thanks. So, yeah. well, no, no, but the insurance no, doesn't no, cover no, no. stupid. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I, the point oh, no. that I wish I could have been like... No. Just a bird on the fly on the wall or whatever. Is, I said... I said, but I paid the $5 insurance, and they go, yeah, but that only covers it in case it gets into an accident, at which point I said to the lady, well, why don't I drive it off a cliff? Yeah, and he's so mad, and then like, then I can, the manager breaks in the phone call. He's like, sir, just so you know, this is recorded. If you do drive it off a cliff, we we, we now know. Unbelievable. My mother had to come out, oh, man. help me out of this predicament. Gas out of the top. 
and she and bless her heart, she knows as me as well. She everybody else knows me. She yeah. goes, I just knew something bad was going to happen <laughs> when you said that you were going to move all by yourself. It was horrible. That, I, that, I didn't that, work like for a, like sixteen hours. Classic mother thing to say, isn't it? Like that's something my mother would say. Like. Yeah. I just knew that you would somehow f this up. Like, come on, mom! Ouch. You're the most handsome failure I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. and today is nine eleven. Oh. It's my which, brother's birthday. Happy hap- birthday, brother! Is it birthday, his birthday? Brother. Oh, that sucks. Turned twenty one on 9-11-2001. It's like uh, on the day. Yeah. So that was eighteen years ago. Yeah. So that makes me and Dinger pretty old. That makes Aaron extremely old. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right, see, on nine eleven, Aaron was probably watching Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I was or tw- complaining about someone leaving the lights on. <laughs> That's all pretty accurate. Okay, so I was 24. I just moved to Grandview. I thought I'd be watching too much TV. I had a great n- date the night before. We stayed up. We went to Mickey's. We drank a lot. Oh, Mickey. Th- Mikey. No, Mickey's. Yeah. Mickey's. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. And then I had this. I was getting ready to graduate college because I was 24. That's what you do when you're 24. Or, or 22. But, you know, unless you, you <laughs> we, jump we do however you want. We were the towers fell. <laughs> you were paying taxes. So we closed it down. There was nothing. We, we, Whatever. We closed it down. I went to my place. She went to her place. We had a great time. Anyway, I was like, I'm not going to watch as much TV as I watch. I'm going to take it easy. So I didn't set it on an alarm clock, let alone a cell phone. Long story short, I woke up around 11, went to the newspaper box outside my house, read the newspaper, had a cup of coffee. Around noon, I decided to turn on the TV. Like, what? You gotta be shitting me. They did what in the who now? Yeah. I missed all of it as a 24 Now I'm going to put on some... Oh, damn it. Yeah, you was 24. Now um, I got to put on some murder, she wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. dinger dog. Sad. Uh, uh, so I've been sharing this podcast. Uh, I became friends with my neighbor back uh, behind me. And I sent him. I sent him some of my podcasts, and he, he's been listening to them. And uh, get this, he goes, "You know, I really, you know, what I really like about your podcast is the audio quality is pretty good." He's like, "A lot of these podcasts nice. I listen to, like the audio quality is pretty bad." He was like, "It's it's it's clear that you're the leader. It's clear that like <laughs> you are the one that like pushes the show." But that dinger guy, he's like the podcast guy. Oh. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, dude, like in my brain, I was like, oh, man, thanks. You know, thanks for the input. Like, right. I really understand. But like, I wanted to say, oh, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> this always happens. Like I've known Dinger for 20 years and I, I love to be compared to him in, in good ways, but sure. in every comparison, I always lose. Like, that's why we always wanted to call the show. Everybody loves Dinger dog because uh, everybody loves Dinger dog. We were at a wedding 13 years ago. You set yourself up for this and one. And we were, we were talking to these girls, and I was like, look. You were wedding crashing. We were wedding crashing. Nice. <clears throat> and I said to these girls, hey, me and my best friend Dinger, we've always had this long-running competition. Who's the better-looking guy? And this girl, girl kind of shakes her head a little bit. She goes, well, Justin or Dinger or Chunk, uh, you're, you've got the whole sense of humor thing going on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. That means that I lose. now. <laughs> yeah. See, I, and the best thing about that was the, how you're caught. Like, you had, you had this swagger going on. He was, like, being charming. He's like, so which one of us is more handsome? Like, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's going to be me. She and, goes, oh, you got the sense of humor thing going on. No! She said, I bet you're smarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true either. <laughs> oh, he goes, yeah, really like the show. That Dinger Dog guy. Boy, he's got a 
Does how long does really he prep? I really like that guy. I was like, you mean the son of a bitch that shows up hungover yeah. and contributes very little? I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, did, I did zero prep. This I don't even have a yap quickie because I haven't even watched anything. We don't we don't get to hear about how Jurassic Park Two was on the plane. No, no, I did watch an episode of Black Sails or something that like it was like a five year old stars show. Black Mirror. Black Sails. Oh, okay. It's like a pirate show. It, Save yourself the time. Like I can't stand, <laughs> I can't stand pirate shows where the pirates are pretty. Like it's like pirates aren't like they're like sexy pirates. The men are sexy pirates. You know, like the women are sexy pirates. Right. Right. It's like I mean, but they're not like dirty sexy. They're like sexy, like, sexy, prim and yeah, proper. Yeah, and they have like white teeth and like like yeah. perms and stuff. Uh, a pirate show on stars seems like barely a half step above a. Pirate I, show on the CW. Well, yeah, and I was hoping that it was going to be like, like they have better f- craft I, food. I, yeah, I was hoping that it would like kind of slip into some like softcore or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, sure, sure. Like, yeah, of, course, of course he was. What else? What else? I mean, saying. but that's what I. That's what, it was closer to that. I mean, there wasn't any of the sex, but they look. The actors looked more like they should be in softcore than yeah, like. Yeah. Does this look infected? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I want with my pirates. I want open sores and like you know missing <laughs> teeth and stuff. Nigger uh, um, dog. Yeah. Uh, you went to the eye doctor recently. Am I correct? And you go to the eye doctor in the the shadier side of town. Can you elaborate on this, please? Please, please. I know I that know, you're I like, can't remember. I mean, like it was it was a little bit ago. You can remember uh, for you me. Gotta, well, you help me lead me. So I go to the eye doctor with my guy. My doesn't want guy doesn't want to give him his prescription. Oh god. Oh, now it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that I know more intimate details of his own life? Because it all happens and I'm just like, yeah, you have to push it out the back. You <laughs> well, know? that's you the thing, is it like, when in. it comes to Dinger, I was like, oh, you gotta stop giving me all this good stuff. The script is already full. Right. We're gonna like we had on our last episode, we did Cedar Point, which had happened to him six weeks ago, but it's just because we were brimming with sure, stuff to sure. talk about. So the why wouldn't the guy give you your prescription? I can't, so back up one second in that it's like, this is the craziest eye doctor in the world. I, oh, I forgot how beautiful this story is. I forgot. So nice. The first, my, I go there with my youngest daughter. She goes in and gets her eyes checked and comes out for like f- 10 minutes, whatever. It doesn't take very long. Just one or two, two or right. three, whatever. One, yeah. two, <laughs> one, two. I get in there and he's like, basically corners me. And then he starts like, he's a conspiracy theorist. And he's just it like, well, awesome. so are you a little bit. Oh, I know. And I think he's like, he's kind of, I may be, maybe he can smell that I like, that I like, I like to discuss things. But then he, but he's got me trapped in the chair with the thing by, <laughs> and he keeps not like doing the eye exam and be like, and another thing, you know. Got a lot of things on my plate today, bud. A E B Y Q. Basically, like, global Jet warming is a myth. I have a friend. That, I have a friend in the government that's telling me a global warming is a myth. And then him and I ended up getting a little bit of an argument because he Good. was punch that guy. Well, he was telling me that like, what are we gonna do with all the oil if we don't burn it? And I was like, what do you mean? Where it's at? <laughs> like I was like, he's like, but we need all the plastic. And plastic <clears throat> gasoline was invented as a byproduct for why, making why plastic. Why did you just walk out? Because because he's, he's in the middle of an eye exam. Because I need to get my eye. I need to he get doesn't want to go back to that nonsense. What, you, there's not a lens crafter in Clintonville? I'm sure. Oh, no. Of course, we have uh, like craft lens crafters. I forgot about this. The first, I forgot about the whole. So anyway, I don't right. remember what. Harris uh, Optical in Clintonville. So anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So 
basically, <laughs> he's been there for an hour. I've his been there for an hour. Outside. My, like, my he's kids are out there alone. I'm just a week back at work. Their Bloody Marys suck. It's all around a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. No, and then and I'm like, they're like, well, why don't you sit over here and pick out your glasses? I'm like, actually, it's been a long visit. I'd just like to grab the prescriptions and go. And they're like, oh, we don't give the prescriptions out. And I'm like, or I'm like what do you mean you don't give the prescriptions out? And she's like, we'll give them out, but then we won't put like the, some like number, we'll focal length on it or something. And it's like, why not? And she's like, well, we want you to get your glasses here. And I'm like... Oh, well, I, shit! Yeah, I get that, but what is it? What, this Lots is of, called extortion. Right, right. <laughs> and, and so this is a classic. You're not like, paying them for glasses. You're paying them for a diagnosis. This right, is, like, this yeah. is an eye exam. Like, right. Dinger Dog can't just have something regular happen in his life, and it goes A, B, C. Right. You know, it's like, I go to the doctor. They say everything's fine. I get glasses. I walk out. Dinger Dog goes. He gets roped into a conspiracy theory conversation. Then they won't get it. An hour and a half later, then, then I call my wife, and I'm like, I'm like I, I told them. I'm, they won't give me the thing, and she's like, she's like, I'm on my way, you know, like that's what oh, she's. Oh, good, that's I, the I solution. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, this isn't the solution. And then I'm like, trying to help them. I'm like, listen, listen lady, she's barreling wow. like, down like, to she's, this she's office. She's here, and like, th- like I'm a little upset, and I, I but this is like, you're gonna need a mop yeah. if she comes in, and like, like we like give us the prescription, and I like I they wouldn't, and I left, and then I don't know what happened, but she. Meg or my wife, oops, came in five minutes later. Called me, she's like, "I got the prescriptions. I don't know what a big deal it was." And I'm like, "Well, what words did you say?" <laughs> and I uh, got on the counter. <laughs> One more thing before we go on oh, to our great. next like segment. It, like it, there's a juicy look on his face. I've been saving this one till the end because it's, right. it's real nice. Uh, Dinger Dog traveled recently. Mm. I got a call Monday morning. And he said, Chunk, what's your day look like? And I said, Dinger Dog, whatever problem you're having right now, I'm at your disposal. He goes, well, I was at the airport yesterday, and I got my wallet stolen. Now, any other friend would not ask would ask questions, and I was like, "Of course, you got your wallet stolen." <laughs> He's already had a bad day. He like, not gonna ask, not gonna Come ask on. why. And he goes, "Can you do me a big favor?" I keep a passport at my work. He keeps a passport at his work. Jesus. Do you mind going there? And then shipping well, it to on. me because you if never I know don't if you need get to it shipped out. to my house or if I don't get it shipped to where I'm at, I'm not sure if I can fly back. And I said, of course I'm going to do all of these things for you. I, it's, it's Monday. Dinger Dog, how, what happened? How'd you get your wallet stolen, bud? Uh, well, I don't know, actually. So it's, I, I think it was either stolen actually on the plane, which was a, would be amazing because I know – like. First, you know, I called the wife, and she's like, where'd you leave it? And I was like, no, no. I had a drink on the plane. Like, I paid for something on the plane with my wallet. Can I interrupt? Because yeah. this is my favorite part of the whole story. I asked him. I said, tell me straight. Were you at the bar, and you had your wallet in your pocket, and somebody lifted it? He goes, right. no, that didn't happen. He goes, but I, the last place that I remember having it was as I ordered a drink, and I do what I always do. Take my wallet and I stick it under my knee because I'm waiting for the flight attendant to not ask me for payment. And I said, well, that's something I've never heard of You've before. Never like, like I, I swear three out of four times I buy a drink on a plane, I don't actually buy it. Like, they just give it I to mean, me. I just learned so much from this wow. guy. No, I pay for every alcohol. No, I, don't, I, I don't pay for every alcohol I drink, too, because you know, yeah. good services, that whole thing, right. currency, all that. <laughs> like trading, yeah, trading currency for goods. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> like, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, 
display payment right away. Often they're just like they'll just keep going. Why are we talking about wow. video games when we could <laughs> be doing dinner life lessons? I, I, this is like ripping off American Airlines for a buck eighty. No, a buck oh, eighty. Try nine dollars. Dollars cost them was a buck. Oh yeah, 80. yeah, sure. Right. So um, he thinks he thinks I, that he didn't put his wallet back into his pants. And that because they charge me, like it, I don't know why. And you just left, and you—he was at the back of the plane, and he thinks that either the flight attendants, which is totally plausible in Dinger's case, sure, either the flight attendants took his wallet and just started charging stuff right away, right, or the two people that were sitting behind him said, "This dummy just left his wallet." Yeah, I Let's go to Whataburger. I. I get to the mail. I get to the post office, and I say, "Dinger, they say it'll get there on Wednesday." Any other person would have been like, "Overnighted." I need that reassurance sure. that it's going to get to me. Overnight, sign, overnight it. Twenty-five it. bucks. That's fine. He goes, "No, no, no." Priority mail will be just fine. Seven dollars. I said, all right. Days. The post office is promising Wednesday. <laughs> it's Thursday. His flight is at six o'clock, and he's looking at the mail person, and they're like, "Sorry, bud." So on Wednesday, I like it's shipped to my my corporate office down there. I'm like waiting for the mail carrier to come, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Because I was stalking him. He was just sitting in his stupid white truck." Pay attention. And it, was, and it was delivered. like I must have had he must have had a break, and I just sat there and looked at him for an hour, and then he <laughs> yeah. came in and it wasn't there. But the thing is, the the stupid tracking on the kept saying it was there. It said like, it said it was there Tuesday. It's like it's in Dallas, you know, it's in Dallas. Right, right, you're, right. You're, Screw this guy in particular. We'll get it to him when we want to. So Wednesday, Wednesday comes, does not goes. mean Wednesday when it comes to. So, I'm like, and I'm still not worried. I was Thursday. I mean, oh, it's cool sure, as a cucumber. Yeah, yeah. Thursday will be sure. fine. Uh, this is a typical Wednesday for this guy too. Right. Passport in the mail. Can't, not sure if he can get on the airport. Sure. Thursday comes. How's he gonna get that drink once he gets on the flight? <laughs> and that was the worst part it. of the whole thing because I didn't have any backup. Like I, I, I didn't really want to be the guy that said like if they did charge me for the drink to be like oh, I don't have my wallet. Yeah. But anyway, karma. so, so I. It's not karma. Uh, this isn't, uh, a bit. this isn't karma. This isn't karma. No, he's saying for the I couldn't have the drink for karma. Uh, yes. So, my my, it doesn't show up Thursday. It just doesn't show up, and I'm like, well, now I'm starting to feel a little nervous. Uh. Like I'm not normally a nervous person, nervous flyer. Boy, so what you do if you're ever in this situation? Life lesson from from Digger is you go to the airport, and that you get secondary protocol. So you, you go up to the little thing where they ask for your ID, and you tell them you don't have it. They touch your privates. And, yeah, on. and, and basically, the best thing is, so like the second, so they take off all my bag, and they're, like, swabbing my shoes. And, like, literally, I had, like, my like that hotel bag with all my dirty laundry in it, and he's taking it out and, like, holding oh, stuff no. up. And I'm like, dude, man, it's your funeral. But he's swabbing everything, and this is fine. And then he's like, all right, now step over here. And now for, it's the physical challenge. Yeah, now, now it's the physical challenge, and he's like, "Would you like to do this here, or we could go into a private room?" And I'm like, "On oh, family now dinner." Now I'm there. really starting to think this is going to get. <laughs> yeah. And the, but the but rendition. All and all I read was, "Don't make jokes. Like you're just going to make it worse." But it's yeah. just they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. So uh -huh. he's like, "Back of the hand." You're like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Back of the hand. I, I only get that on my birthday. But, <laughs> any sensitivity in the buttocks? Back of the hand on the buttocks. And all of it. Just laying like like lobbing joke material down the middle, like back front of the hand groin air. He that man 
That's sexy, man. He touched your nuts. And he both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not all three of them. Not, uh, it was, That's but I, me. but luckily I made it through. And that, and, and this just top it off. And the end of the story is, I did have, I did have gotten a car- credit card sent back to me because the credit card company's like, well, we need you to be spending money before I could. So I get a sure. credit card back. I go to the uh, airport bar, and I'm sitting there drinking my my scotch or whatever it is, just thinking about what a crappy week it was. And I look in my drink, and there's a freaking fly in it, like, like, <laughs> oh, like, like, like a cartoon fly, a huge fly in my drink, a, a fly then, in your McAllen. Yeah, exactly. And oh, then that's awful. And he I, looks up at you, tips his hat, and goes, "Suck it, buddy." <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> and the last, I was never so. I was trying to be discreet and call over the bartender and say like, "Hey, there's a fly in my drink. I'd like another one." Yeah. And she was like, you know, ten feet away, and she's like, "You want another one?" And I'm like, "No, could you? Would you come here?" And she's like, "Well, what do you want?" Like, and I'm like, oh, I, could you come here for a second? I'm just trying to be polite, you know, right, so I don't, right. like, blow up her service. And then she's like, no, what? I'll just get it. Like, what do you just order from there is essentially what she's telling me. And I'm like, there's a fly in my drink. And everybody <laughs> looks at me. And then, then I got on the plane. in my soup. Yep. And, uh, and see. And that was, that was four days. Four days. Four days in the life just of the dog. Day, every four uh, days. But then, then the worst thing that happened is then I'd left Dallas <laughs> and my passport was arriving in Dallas. <laughs> And I wasn't there. Man. Uh, priority next time, bud. Priority. Uh, uh, overnight. overnight. Uh, how about not USPS? Priority is That's not their bad. priority. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I know you, you two like... So occasionally, it's nice to pull up a seat at the bar, right? Yeah. You pull up a seat at the bar, you... you, you Maybe you're with a friend, you're celebrating something, or you're there just to talk about something, and you just want to have... I mean, you're in a public place, but you don't want to have a conversation with the entire bar. No. You, you, no maybe way, you man. don't want to... Like, maybe you don't want to have a conversation with the ex-Marine next to you about gas masks. Like, <laughs> it's depressing. It's like, yeah. Or, like, chemical warfare, and, like... So That's you, some heavy stuff at right, 8 o'clock like, on a it's, Tuesday. It's like you're just trying to have a happy a. hour. So, yeah. the folks in Moral Implications... I came to them with this problem, and they they came back with a product. You know, they always do. They That's always the do. Thing. Like they always have a solution. Geniuses, and they're geniuses. And so, you know, it's pretty rude to kind of interrupt somebody's conversation like that. So the product we came up, we're calling it Rudy's. So what you do when someone's being a Rudy, Rudy, when someone's being a Rudy to you, yeah, and they're talking to you at the bar, like you it's can't just really rude, it's, man. It's, it's awkward. It's like you can't ask them to stop okay. talking. So it's just a little pill. You just throw it in their drink. And, th- and then they stop talking to you. What? How does that work exactly? That sounds brilliant. So, like, you're you're there. You're with your buddies. You're enjoying a couple beverages. Somebody next to you is really annoying you. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're not annoying you Yeah, anymore. I don't know how they're not. I mean, maybe they're dry. I think they pass out or something. So I don't wait, know. They're not talking? No, they're not. But they're not talking, and I don't know how. They're finally not talking to you. Right. Oh, that's the important thing. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. And you can get you get them in packs of 100 for, like, 9 bucks. You just call Moral Implications. That's incredibly cheap. Yeah. Now, so, how, how can I get them? Can I get them from the website? Moralimplications.com. That's incredibly yeah. cheap and incredibly easy to and, get. And, and just think about it. Like, there's probably other uses, like, when, when you're at the talking to your boss. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. I like that. Sure. Yeah, oh, the yeah. boss is annoying. I mean, you. he's like, hey, I want that report. And you're like, hey. Why don't you try this coffee? <laughs> right, right, just like right. by the it's end of the day, your favorite guy. Like, Why don't you try this coffee? Yeah. And boom, he's not talking to you any longer. I like this. 
Is this legal? It's totally I, weird. I, I, why wouldn't it be? Word? I mean, you just want someone Who's, to stop talking to you. Like, what would be wrong with what, that? What's illegal about somebody stopping talking to you? I mean, that sounds on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nobody nobody's business. if you're rich. Right. Well, I'm trying to take my rights away. <laughs> I think that this is brilliant. I, I do, too. But I don't, I, I, I don't know if anybody would have any... Uh, I can't see how there would be any objections. What? That just seems like very unethical and that somebody's health might be in danger. I know they're kind of jerks, but you don't want them to quit no, well, hold breathing. On a uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, well, we didn't say anything about Geraldo that. Rivera. All they're doing... <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. All we're doing is saying, we don't want to talk to you anymore. Ah. But we're not actually saying it because we don't want to hurt their feelings. Ah. So then they're, they're... So you hurt their endocrine system? Well, I don't know what that Listen, means, man. Like, If somebody uses it for something else, that's not on us. That's not on the moral implications. Dog, how much is this bill and how much does it cost and what's uh, it called? It's like 100 of them for like nine bucks. Get it at moralimplications.com. I Rudy's. think it's great. That yeah. sounds a good idea, So does Aaron. Yeah, does. let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hello and welcome back, everyone, to the afternoon yap, fellas. I had to take a shower Hello. after that commercial, fellas. You got rude. Let's get into some yap quickies. <laughs> yap quickies, as always, are album reviews, movie reviews, TV show reviews, podcast reviews, anything we want to do, anything that we're talking about or experiencing or ingesting during the week. Oh. Uh, ingesting? Nah, I didn't mean it like that, dinger dog. <laughs> oh no, man, like I'm like, I actually got, I got one. I got several. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, are you a Tool fan? I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you because I know I, you're a huge music fan. I appreciate them, but I don't listen to them on the reg. Okay, well, yeah, all right. Go, go well, to that's hell. Why you, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Tool put out their first album in 13 years. Uh, well, big news all it's around the music world. It's huge news. It's, I think it's now number one on iTunes, and all the Taylor Swift fans were upset because a rock and roll album uh, knocked out uh, Taylor Swift. New Taylor Swift album is pretty good uh, uh, as that's well. A, that's a, oh. that's a, <laughs> you got something in your mouth there. Um, I have not had the highest expectations for this album. I'm a big Tool fan, but uh, yeah. their last album was 13 years ago. It was 10,000 Days, and it was my least favorite record to date. Sure. Uh, I listened to it a Wait, bunch. The name of the album was 10,000 Days? Or? The name of the album was 10,000 Days. I believe that was like an ode to his mom. He, she, had been, she had been dead now for 10,000 Days. Oh, wow. he, a lot of songs that he's written has been about his mom. Uh, Judith. Um, I believe is her name. And Maynard James Keenan is a guy that, like, Tool and A Perfect Circle at the beginning, he was a very angry man. Like, a lot of right. the lyrics are a lot about his his discontent for Christianity because mm -hmm. his mom was a Christian and always believed that uh, Jesus would get her through the cancer. It did not. She mm -hmm. succumbed. And I believe that's what their album or the song Judith is about, and a lot of the other songs too. Eulogy. There's a lot of lot of like anti-Christian stuff, but right. it's buried in these lyrics that even like my brothers that are huge fans of Tool out of Tool never even really picked up on. Well, I'm going into a tangent for a right. Bit. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, like some of it's pretty clear on his older stuff. Yeah. His anger. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, I. I listened to 10,000 Days, but only for a couple of months, and then I kind of just forgot about it. Now, I, I've never felt that way about Enema and Lateralis. Enema, all the songs are three minutes long, and it's very angry album. You know, this yeah, is... Yeah, that, Enema, that one's yeah. where it's clear. When he's F all, all you hipsters... There's you, just so yeah. many great songs off of Enema. 
And then five years later, they would release Lateralis with the hit song Schism on it. And that's where they kind of started to see this switch, where they went from songs that were four to five minutes into these 10-minute long songs. Tools prog rock. Yes. Well, Tool has always kind of, not always, but as of Lateralis, had been kind of playing by their own rules. And I mean, shit, I remember being in high school and going to pick up my girlfriend and <laughs> ladder or schism would come on the radio. I'd go inside, grab her, come back in and the song would still be on. And this is our yeah, hit song on the radio. Talk that's about 10 a minutes long. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this no is the section of the podcast. <laughs> so, a, Sharp a month ago, the, the first single off of fear inoculum came out. Fear inoculum just came out. Uh, what was that? A week and a half ago. So last yeah, Friday, very, very recently, last Friday, it is essentially 10 songs. It is essentially six songs. Four of those songs are like segue songs. They always have that. It's a song leading into another song. But there's essentially six songs on the record. It's an hour and a half. So that already was kind of rubbing me the wrong way for a long time. I was Putting like, their you know, balls on the table. I I get it. Six like, songs. Six songs. An hour and a half. An hour and a half. But there is four. There are four seg songs in there, and they vary. They're like two minutes or four minutes. But for the majority of the songs. It goes in order. The first song is 10 minutes. The second song is 11 minutes. The third song is 13 minutes. Uh, all the way up till the last song, which is Tempest, which is 15 minutes long. All of this, as I'm saying it out loud, is super overwhelming, even as I'm kind of like sure. saying it out loud. But uh, uh, so Go ahead. I would think, for the Tool fans I know, I, I would think, without talking to them about this, they would appreciate that. Did, are you in that boat? I love this record. Awesome. I... It, I have not stopped listening to it uh, for the last whatever t- twelve days that it has been out, and it's so funny because you look like you haven't gotten any sleep. Well, so no, it's just it. it's hilarious because like Dinger Dinger heard it the other he heard it the other weekend. We were hanging uh-huh. outside, we're having a few drinks, and, and Dinger goes, "You know, I might actually listen to a couple of these songs." And I started like going into this big fanboy tangent where I was like, "Oh man." Uh, I mean, just, one of the songs. One of the songs has a five-minute-long breakdown in it. My favorite song on the sure. album is called Seven Empest, and it's the last song. It is a fifteen-minute-long song, and it has one of the best Tool riffs that I've heard. It's uh, it's up there with Schism. It's up there with Enema. It is one of my favorite. I mean, I know that I'm kind of fanboying at the moment. That's all right. And I'm gushing over Dinger, and he goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I said I might listen to this record, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I, 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 but I've been, I've had trouble. Like I've, like, I have trouble starting. Like yeah, it, it's too it's, much. It's, over, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So like yeah. I like, I, I had so much fun. I, I woke up this weekend and my wife was gone and I was making meatloaf and I had a couple of beers and I put this record. This is <laughs> like a. Ten. This is a. Yeah. This is a sit back and relax record. This isn't a. Have a few. Hey, I'm gonna put on this yeah. song and jam it out. This is like. This is kind of the the ride that Lateralis gave me, where it's it's more about not the collection or the songs individually, but actually the kind of the ride that you're taking. Yeah, it's an entire album as a as a work, and yeah, like I said, there's eat a couple gummy bears, not just singles. There are six out. songs on the record. Uh, my second favorite song is Numa, which kind of sounds a little bit like Lateralis, and it's a it's an eleven minute song. And I and it doesn't even get incredible until nine minutes in. That's but so it's, pretentious. But it's all though. about no. It's oh, all about this slow. Fired. It's all about this kind of slow. It's in nine five time too. It's all yeah. It is. 
I, that's the thing too. Is right. like all the time. You're kidding. And it's stuff. in nine five. No, no, no. Okay. I think a lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot of, of these songs. Like obscure time. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like a blue Rondo a la Turk. Uh, Sorry. Numa like is the second song on the record, and it's a ten minute ride, and it doesn't even really start crushing until nine minutes. And these songs are so long. They go where they go where I want them to go. So I've never been I if I if I hear a band is doing a ten minute song, usually I'm like, you're doing a ten minute song because you wanted to put on paper that you did a ten minute song. Uh, these songs go where I want them to go. They're ten minutes because that's how they should be. For sure, because uh, they need to be. Uh, I mean, I'll admit, like I you know this album was on a lot since and when I've been over here, like just it's always on and. I like there's times when I'm like, oh, right, this 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 is rocking. Like this is what I want. This is tool. This is, it's touching all the checking all the boxes, right? I just don't know if I, I've got nine minutes to wait for that. Sure, sure. It's it's different. It's they. It's a different way to experience music, I guess, for a lack of a better term. Unconventional, at least in well, our un- un- con- it's unconventional it's in 2019. Songs. It's six. Yeah. It's six songs essentially. The but album the, you is get a Vanilla Fudge album that probably did that in 1969. <clears throat> right, or you know, Bach that's probably quality necessarily, or, right. or 1659 when a piece of music was written for like to be like there that whole oh, hour. And a lot like, of bands know. have been doing this. You know, like there are essentially jam parts on the record, and I would hear that out of a 70s band, and I would go, uh. You know, sure. like these guys are just high on pot. Like I'm not sure if this is if <laughs> high on the pot. <laughs> and it government just, mules just long, banging out a <laughs> these long jam parts session. work for me. Like I said, the last song, Seven Empest, five minutes into the song, it goes into this breakdown where it's just this awesome bass riff over and over and over. And for five minutes, <laughs> that, there to me, are that's just, what a tool song is. There are just yeah. numerous guitar solos over it, right. and it, this goes on for a full song. And then the song comes back at the 10 minute mark. Mm-hmm. And on top of that is a really good mix. I, I it's a little clean that I would like it, uh, but Maynard's vocals are subdued, which I'm which I'm happy about. I, I like for for their records to the guitars and the drums to be the, the main focal yeah, point. Yeah. Just rock and roll. And every single time, and Maynard's not angry anymore too. This is, this is, he's in his fifties now. Introspective. He's, what I do think, you say? I think he's actually found Christ in the last like 10 years. So his, wow. his lyrics aren't angry. You're not going to hear him screaming. And it's, I actually kind of appreciate this other side of well, Maynard. Artists but, are supposed to grow, right? If they don't, it gets boring. Yes. There is, there's always been something new to appreciate every time I listen to it, and uh, I'm a huge fan. Like I'm, I'm surprised. This is two great rock records that I've gotten in the month of August, and uh, it's it's really good if you if you're in the mood for some Tool. The other one would be the Slipknot from last. Week. Isn't that embarrassing? I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm talking about Boy. Tool, and everybody agrees. And then I, and I didn't even say what the second record was because I reviewed Slipknot on the one, and and even that whole time my guards up. I was like, fellas, 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 well, I'm well, a normal dude. Okay. You know, like, no, you got to respect Tool. That's just all there is to it. Those guys uh, are some great musicians. Uh, has anybody seen? Dave Chappelle's new special on Netflix. No, but I heard all the buzz about it. Or it's it's, yeah, it's getting a ton here. of buzz. It's called Sticks and Stones. Apparently, he got like $60 million to record five Netflix specials. I think this is oh, his. Oh, this is the first of five? No, oh, I like, think he, this I, is Because I started watching the one. Like, it's going to be the fourth one or something, right? I think this I think this is the, I think this is the third one. Oh, it's either the third wow, one or the okay. fourth one. I 
am really on the fence with this special. Critics hate it. I think sure. right now it's got like a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, but all the fans enjoy it. My social media buzz, people are what are they saying? for it. Really? Yeah, all thumbs up. It's really weird. Is it classic Dave Chappelle? No. There, it's a lot edgier and a lot more controversial Dave, Dave. than his stuff. And, you know, like he, he drops the N-word, and but I don't think we ever thought of that as controversial in this in this, he does a whole five-minute uh, skit on LGBT, and he and he goes through the L's, the G's, the B's, the T's, and I'm thinking to myself, he's, he's just like, got r- much is he more to them, farm that- from than to make fun of these groups. I I don't know if he's making fun of these groups or if he's just making fun of the idea of making. Is, Am I it, is it controversial sense? for the sake of controversy as there, well? There's, there's one joke that made me laugh my ass off, and he's talking about the T's. And he goes, wouldn't it be really funny if Dave Chappelle was born as somebody that he didn't identify as? And I was like, oh, God, like, that's Careful. not cool. That's yeah. careful. He's like, what if I was born as a Chinese guy? And I, and I was always like, this is the way that I am. And like... <laughs> And I right. laughed my ass off at that joke, but that is also a very, that is a very '90s joke, like well, yeah, the big teeth and the and the small eyes and stuff. And I felt bad. Sure. I I thought it was really really funny, but why make a whole segment on on that? Because Netflix is giving you that much cash. Yeah, and you he, need to get the, the it's the, it's the weird though. The guy responses. is the guy's only forty six. It's not like he's super old. But a lot of the stuff that he is, I mean, there's a whole bit on uh, abortion. I mean, like uh, most of the jokes are all controversial. Like the, yeah. the, do- the joke on abortion is, is if you can kill our kid, then I can choose to run. You know, like if you want to have right, the right. kid, I did see that. that's fine. He doesn't have to pay child but support. But I don't have to ch- pay born. child support. And I was like, eh, that's not all that great. There's a really, really good, at the end of this whole special, a school shooting joke. Oh. So like. Man, it, he is right on. Like, it, wow! It made me laugh, but at the same time, it's like Jesus. Well, maybe, right. maybe like, like, what, is this what we need? David, like, yeah, exactly. David Cross did a school shooting joke on his last special, and it was terrible because school shootings aren't funny. But like, he was—he's the joke is essentially that he's poor and he had to bring a bunch of change to a school dance, and he's sitting out there counting out pennies. And everybody's looking at him and laughing at him. And all I wanted to do was shoot up all those kids. And like, I'm well, laughing, which is but crazy. it's not good. To, but it's I. I just. Is it good? I mean, that's my main question, though. Is it like, are we as a society? I'm not we, that tone deaf anymore. You know, like I. Yeah, I but, grew but is, up is with nineties. Right? That might be his point. Right? You don't have that big of a platform either, and maybe this is like social the, the, artistic thing he wants to. do. The point is that like we like that's I mean. You said 90s, but just think about, like, I was trying to, like, uh, Prime had some old Looney Tunes things on there, and I was like, oh, boy. Sit down with my kids, and I was going to watch them. I'm like, can't wait for the first, like, really insensitive, like, Daffy Duck joke or Bugs Bunny joke. And they're there, and you're like, wow, they're getting away with... Thing, yeah, but there's a lot of anti-Nazism in that stuff. Well, yeah, anti-Nazism is, like, that's cool, but there's... we get behind, of course. Right, but then there's, there's, there's... I mean, they're... They're making fun of all the races, but they're not directly. But I guess what I'm saying is, is Dave Chappelle trying to say, like, we should laugh at these things? Like, just because you're a group doesn't mean we can't laugh at you. Like, equal opportunity offender. 
You just kind of right. Is what I'm saying. Like it's like, like Trey and Matt from South Park. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like what we yeah, have I to mean, laugh I about. I guess it. they've always kind of gotten away with murder. Uh, they're slightly more creative than him, though. They, I think they're egot people. Yeah, it's G-O-T, it's baby. it's jarring What's because that? I don't remember any of these kind of topics being brought up in his first couple of specials, which were a great return to form. But it's weird. It's like. It's like he's 46 now, and he is Gen Z or Gen X or whatever, and he's talking to he's a bunch of millennials these. that have yeah. grown up. And I, I chuckled because the stuff was funny. But like, come on, like you're, you're, you got to be better than this. You, you I don't, don't have to work. It's, it's blue. I always work blue. <laughs> it would be, it would be, it would have been. I would like to hear. I would like to see you guys watch that special and, and let I, me know what you I, think. Can, can we get weird. back to this? Yeah, because yeah, I, I want to watch it now yeah. for sure. I mean, that's. Awesome. I think that's the best thing that if you're listening to this, watch it. Yeah. Tweet us. No, send us an Instagram. We're on Instagram now. Send us a note. Tell us. Put us on your story. Uh, don't listen to what Dinger just said right there. I mean, in spirit, do that, but. I can get down with a more recent vernacular than that. Okay, what you say? Snail mail. Oh yeah, no email. Oh yeah, send yeah. us a snail mail <laughs> to Chunk's house. Yeah, uh, to the studio. You mean right? Uh, next quickie I want to do. Uh, next quickie I want to do. Hey uh, now, uh, Game Pass. <laughs> are they going to be quickie at all? Game Pass on Xbox has been pretty awesome. So for a, a dollar. Uh, I got to convert all of my months of Xbox Live into Ultimate Game Pass, which they keep on adding pretty good free games. I don't know, every couple of weeks. Stinger Dog did it too. Uh, a game showed up that I had been wanting to play. It's a Blair Witch. Blair Witch video game. Uh, this is the studio that did the Amnesia games, which were uh, PC horror games that later got uh, ported over to the consoles. PC load letter. P- what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in this game. Like I, I, I like what that studio does. I love horror video games, and uh, I really wanted to try this. It was on a Sunday. My wife was watching TV in the other room, and I was like, "Whatever, I will fire it up." It was like 8 a.m. or something. I was like, I'll fire it up. I'll, maybe I'll play it for an hour. I sat the for eight hours straight and played all the way through it, and I never, ever do that. Like, I just got hooked, and I was like, oh, I got to finish this game now. Like, and so the game, you are a... Uh, Blair the Witch? The, no, you aren't the Blair Witch. No. But you are a policeman that is going into the woods to look for a kid that has gone missing. So it's the Blair Witch story. They know Pass they know already. that the yeah, sounds scary. They know that the 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 woods are haunted. That's the same story as the Blair Witch. You are going with your dog, uh, Bullet, nope, and nope, Bullet nope. Bullet's <laughs> no, awesome. <not>. Bullet <laughs> is awesome. Bullet kind of um, it grounds everything because you're playing this kind of uh, very scary game, but you've got your dog Bullet with you, and Bullet can do all these different commands. He can either if you find something, he can sniff it and he can tell you where to go. Uh, you can pet him, which I did a hundred million times. You can scold him, which I would. Why the hell would I ever scold Bullet? Or you can tell him to wait, and it's great because Bullet's awesome. He's can this German shepherd. Uh, Bullet on the rocks. The game. The game throws a lot of um, mental trauma at you. We we learned that this main character uh, has a lot of PTSD from being in the military. He's got a lot of problems with his wife. Uh, he accidentally shot a kid on the police force. I think that this. I think that he's going out to find wow. this kid. I think that it's he's going out to find this kid because it's a suicide he needs, mission. He needs no. He needs to okay. like vindicate himself. Like his life is like Dinger Dogs in a huge tailspin. <laughs> there are a. 
If all, <laughs> falling is flying, if just for a little while, you know what I mean? Like, Tailspin is... That's flying. hilarious, yeah. falling flying. Um, it's got a lot of video game stuff in it that I'm not crazy about. Some of the puzzles are really vague. You get this camera that can kind of manipulates time, and you find all these, like, VHS videos that you put into the camera, and... That was a part that I didn't love because I spent a lot of times wandering around the woods trying to solve these puzzles. The game acts like the movie does. So you will get lost. You will be trying to go in one direction and the game will loop you back to a a site that you saw before or a place that you've been to before. So it's like trying when to they lose the map in the yeah. movie. It's it's right. trying to do that too, and it's really effective. And there because it's in a forest, you know, it's obviously easier for them to hide the fact that oh, they're just continuing. They just warped you back to like that one part of the forest. That was the video game parts were the parts that were kind of annoying me. This is a game that's six hours long, or seven hours long. This should have been a like a really tight three hours. Uh, there's not much combat to say which is great because a lot of these games when they introduce like insta death or combat sequences that's the shit that frustrates me like in a horror game i just want to be scared i don't want to have to worry about if i'm gonna have to retry an area over and over and over and it does not have any of that the game leads up to the last sequence which you walk into the house oh and you gotta walk down to the basement and you gotta walk down to the basement now they stretch it on a little bit too long it goes on over an hour but it's terrifying. Like you, you have to like, you have to no. look. It's it's a lot like. I don't get it. It's man. a lot like PT. Do you remember PT on yeah, PlayStation? I just, I just don't. So you loop around uh, through the hallways. Um, some of the times an, an area will be decrepit, or some of the times it'll look like it. It's you know, it's just fine, and it is at the end of the game. Uh, there are a handful of endings. I got the bad ending. And I looked in more into it, and I was pissed off because it it basically nine times out of ten on your first playthrough, you're, or ten times out of ten on your first playthrough, you're going to get the bad ending because you do all this kind of video gamey stuff. If you don't do those processes, you won't get the good ending. And that kind of pissed me off. But the game is free right now. Uh, it, if you like horror games, it's really, really good. You just got to kind of put up with some nonsense. But like I said... It's all about getting to that last mission where you finally get to kind of recreate going into that house. And I'm telling you, you're going to go down a flight of stairs and see a kid staring into a corner. And it's every bit as freaky as it was she, in the movie. Aaron, are, are you a horror guy? Uh, not I am. That's why I love I love this stuff. Not particularly, but I don't I don't stay away from it on purpose either. I can't like I just can't do it. I have no desire to ever like play a horror game. Go see a horror movie. Like right. I think one of my kids is going to see it too tonight, and they're like, "You want to come?" I'm like, "Nope." You know, <laughs> I, like, am, oh, I am, man. I, I, am. I don't. I just don't understand. Like I don't feel any fun. Like I remember the last time. Like the, I have the most distinct memory of our a buddy of mine when I was growing up. He loves horror movies. He lived nine houses down the road from me. We always watch these terrible. I think I think I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre there or something. That's a classic. That's right. That's I mean, okay. sure, it's yeah. classic, and you should watch it. I was Halloween. so undernerved. 
Like, and I'm like, now it's time to walk home, and it's 10.30. Texas Chainsaw right, Massacre, right. the first time I saw it was in high school, and I said I would never watch this again, because that's not how I want to feel. No, that, 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 sure. That's not how I like want to feel. like you're on acid. It's like, awful. Like, horror movies, for me, are more about just kind of being, that makes you feel uncomfortable. I guess they all make me feel uncomfortable, whether it's like a jump yeah, and scare, that, scream makes me feel terrible. That's like the first, like, torture porn movie. Like, Yeah, yeah but I mean, so point. forget, forget yeah. the torture porn. Fine, scream. Any of them. Like, scream is fantastic. I, I, I like Scream is incredible. I, I like cultural milestone horror movies. Sure, I, I guess I understand them. I don't. I, I understand like them. Just of Amelia Johnson or whatever. I, but I, like I, so at that time I just had to, I sprinted home like, and then I feel terrible. Like I feel terrible for hours afterwards. Right. Blair Witch is thirty bucks, and it's free, free if you have Ultimate Game Pass. Sorry, bring us back on board. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, hey, you want to close us out? Sure. So, with our last quickie. Don't worry, it doesn't have to be quick. Okay. (laughs) Have you guys guys familiar with uh, Netflix's Mindhunter? Yeah, I've watched both seasons now. They've recommended it to me. I've never watched it. Have you watched any? No. Oh, come on, bud. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch TV, really. I just don't. Oh, bullshit. It's not TV. It's I watch Zig and Sharko, so what? You take your nose out of Bikini Bottom Twitter. <laughs> well, that could have gone a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. Okay, Eric. so the Netflix is a... Uh, they put out Mindhunter, which is a show about the FBI's behavioral science unit in the 1970s. Yeah. And there's a team of three. At the end of season one, there's a team of four. Beginning of season two, there's a team of four, and they, they interview... Serial killers. It's crazy. They try and they actually term the coin or coin the term serial killers. This is all based on a real book and, and, and something that really happened. So what's the book called? Mindhunter? It is called Mindhunter. I didn't know it was based on a book. Yeah, on all three characters, I don't have it in my notes. All three characters, uh, Holden, Tinch, and Wendy are all based on real people. Gotcha. Cool. And the people who are academics and still alive today. You can do a deep dive into all this stuff so they set up their unit they're trying to figure out what makes serial killers tick they interview serial killers it's pretty good season two they go from a reactive role to a proactive role they don't uh, want to so, interview a ser- go ahead sorry so because i've not watched any of this so before they were just interviewing them and just like profile but basically yeah, these people were convicted they were in jail. yeah they're starting to build the profiles and now they're season two they're starting to use the profiles that's exactly okay. right yes yeah. And they're trying to do that because in Atlanta, between 1979 and 1981, there was the Atlanta children murders. 28 children, adolescents, and adults God. were murdered. That's the shit. Does that stuff happen That's now? That's the stuff when I'm watching well, the we'll show, and I was like, yeah. how much time can go by where it's okay to put this kind of stuff on TV for entertainment? Right, it's it's heavy stuff to watch. It is heavy stuff to watch, but there's, there's they're almost a, glamorizing the serial killers too, which I think is kind uh, of yeah. I, I think maybe it's not that they're glamorizing it; maybe that they just humanizing find such them. good actors. That's well, that's another thing in my notes too, and we'll get to that later. But the people they find to play the killers are all incredible, every single one of them. But from 1979 to 1981, 28 murders were 28 murders happened. There were convictions on two of them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's it. 26 of them, all younger people, those that never even went to trial. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Is that, I mean, does that, yeah. That's I don't absurd. think that would happen now, even if you have, so, so the families that happened to were minorities in the South in the late 70s. Yeah. You couldn't, justice in our country 
you buy it off the shelf like any other product. Yeah. Well, these families didn't have, they weren't born into a situation where they could buy justice or where anybody even gave a shit about them because they were just poor, dead, black, young people. Mm -hmm. And the show goes into that. Like, well, we can't, the the people in Atlanta said we can't open up an investigation because like 15 black kids die here Mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. This is not outside the norm. It gets out, it, it, it does become outside the norm. And then the behavioral unit gets split in half. Holden and Tinch go down to Atlanta to try to solve the mysteries, and Wendy and Greg stick around to interview remaining serial killers. It's pretty good. It's pretty graphic. If you don't know, it's uh, directed and created by uh, David Fincher. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Fincher. You I didn't it. know that. Watch all the scenes. It's so dark. Yeah, it so is. It is. It is super dark. And yeah, and for those listeners out. at home who don't know who necessarily who David Fincher is, uh, Fight Club. Oh, okay. Seven. The Social Network. Seven. Gone Girl. All pretty dark stuff. And Charlize Theron bought the book. Wow. And she, uh, she and David Fincher worked together to put this out on Netflix. I, didn't know, I, didn't I like know her. Any of that. Yeah, she, she's she beautiful. She was married pretty. to Sean Penn, but I think now she's back on the market. Dinner okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna DM thinking, her. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a great show. It talks about privilege, and uh, and I don't mean that in a buzzword sense of the way. Probably something Dave Chappelle touched on in the last special. It just, that's just how it worked, man. For these poor kids <laughs> in the '70s. It's awful. You're poor. You don't have any representation. Um, this show doesn't change that much from season one to season two. Holden is still Holden. Bill has a really interesting subplot with his adopted son, Brian, who's implicated in the murder of a toddler. It's really dark. It's pretty awesome to have to humanize him Sharko. too, because he's kind of the it's kind of the good cop, bad cop. Well, bad cop, bad cop, but like that character is really like kind of eighties tough and gritty. And but, but he's got a heart too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and he also he actually actually becomes a Roger Sterling from Mad Men type character because part of his job with the new FBI director is uh, telling stories about serial killers and buying people. I love it when Holden complains about his work ethic and he just shuts him down. Absolutely. Like, shut up, Holden. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, Wendy, the psychologist, it's kind of a, I don't say lazy plot line, but I don't think the, uh, the Dave Venture, as great as he is, I don't think he knew what to do with her. She is a lesbian and uh, she can't come out with a relationship. It's just kind of boring. I would have liked to see, uh, I would have liked to see Wendy in Atlanta. That would have been really great. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get her character arc in this scene and this series because in this scene or season. Yeah. And the season, because all it is, is hey, a she's lot. a lesbian and she has a girlfriend and it doesn't yeah. work out. The, the thing that is kind of interesting, it does. It does kind of show her cop demons that like yeah. she blows up on, on her girlfriend and she can't like come back from it. And they do right. that a lot with cop series or cops sure. as, in general, especially in uh, what was that? True detective. Right. Uh, right I digress, right. but so, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it is worth the watch. Um, a few of my notes I have. It's visually stunning. It's David Fincher. The scenes are really... If you can be exciting and droll at the same time, that's how I would describe David Fincher. It's really good. <laughs> uh, oh, man. There was, a, there was a chunk making love joke there that I, that I missed. <laughs> I didn't say quick. Oh, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Um, a, a complaint I have, and it's, it's, it's nitpicking, is that there's only one episode with the guy who played uh, Kemper, 
from the first season, the really tall serial killer guy. He only has one scene. That guy's name is Cameron Britton, and I couldn't find out a lot about him online. I think this is about that guy. Work. That guy made season one. He every single oh, time fan, he was absolutely. on the screen, he was terrifying. Yeah. And he, like he, a, he was my favorite character of the first one. And he was without a doubt. He really slow, monotone, and just he would go into his backstory of the of the things that he. Uh, the things that happened to him and what turned him into a killer. And you're yeah. like, that's, a, that's why you turned into a killer and right. his performance. It's, it's sad that he's not in season two more. Absolutely. Uh, another little quibble I have, and we talked about the guy who played Charles Manson. We talked about him last week. His name is Damian Herman. He was pretty good in this. He was pretty good in, um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Thank yeah. you. Once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood. He didn't blow me away in this scene, and it's not his fault. I think it was just a forced kind of scene because that's when Tinch blows his shit. Yeah. Because he's got so much shit going on at home. Yeah. Uh, that guy, Damian Harriman, it plays Dewey and Justified. If you haven't watched Justified, do that. He yeah. plays a hillbilly with a an axe to grind against the FBI guy. It's really great. Uh, and one of the last things, the BTK killer from Kansas, I believe. So they just tease him the entire... But he's season teased in season one too. It's a whole so continuation. So are of they that. gonna? Is the, the show isn't gonna get canceled? But are they leading up to his season or what's happening? Because so that shit pissed me off. So go to Netflix and Grill on uh, let's see a week from today. That would be the 18th. I'm making I'm promises, bro. I'm gonna have a review done. I'm working on it right now because it's so in depth. Um, okay, so the BTK killer that is an extension from season one. Okay, and. I think it's really, really well done. Yeah. I, I think they carried over from season one to season two really well. Um, I didn't like this, it as much as season one. That's fair. The, I think the big payoff and the scariest thing about this vignette is, is that the team is, is profiling people who are unemployed, people who aren't married, people who don't have kids. A lot of people those people. People who aren't involved in their social communities. The BTK killer is involved in all of that. Uh-huh. See, he's that, it's like he's killer. Dexter. Yeah, he, he's, he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got an education, he's got a steady job. He's the killer next door, and that's super scary. It's yeah. more scarier. It's just the scariest thing. Are you guys, crazy. Do, you, do you guys walk down the street afraid of murder? Like, you're like, oh, I hope I don't get murdered today? I don't. I just don't ever think about. Not it. here in Safe Worthington. I don't. Maybe <laughs> yeah. in, in on campus. Right. Oh, right, right. So that's where on, I live. On my rate, my ratings of pass, watch, binge. I'm giving this a low binge. <laughs> it's not a high binge. But it's it's like a, a low oh, binge. me and Dinger did a nice high binge on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Oh, I think boy. my wife and I did this. Uh, I think it's nine episodes that are around an hour. Some of them are longer. We did it in about. Two weeks. Yeah. So it's, it's not. Okay. It's not. It's not like a rainy Saturday. Like yeah, it, no, it is. Not. It like it's not a pray for rain Saturday, so I can like no, yeah. no. You it, need a break in between episodes. It too. took me. I think I watched the first episode three times, and like what? Sure. And it was much slower for me to get into than season one, but it's still it's still really good. Yeah. Watch it. All right. You guys want to take a quick break? Sure. Right, we'll be back. Okay, gentlemen, there's nothing, like, in your life, there's, we, we all have to do things that are stressful. You got to go see doctors, you got to go see dentists, you got to do these things, you got to go talk to your 
go to confession, talk to your lawyer. And these pe- these professionals, they sit in these positions of power, and they just make you feel bad. Yeah, I their life first. sucks, so they want to make your life suck. Yeah, I don't know why, but they just make, sh- you should be flossing more, all that stuff, and you just feel terrible. So yeah, I know I, I should I, be I told flossing. This to the, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm fat. I know I should you know, have like, drank right. every single day last week so, and eaten six steaks. I know that. I, we know. So what the folks, I complained about this to the folks at Moral Implications. They came back with a product. Of course they did. Of course they did. They're genius. Of course and they it, did. This product's called Pro Flip, and what they're doing is flipping the script on these professionals. So for ninety nine ninety nine nice. a session, you can go to an office park, just like where your doctor's office would be or your attorney or whatever. And what you're gonna do is you get to be the one in the high chair. The oh, so so very and nice. there and they will bring in doctors or. Nurses or dentists or pastors or whatever, and you get to make them feel like crap. I'm wh- overweight. Your wife's overweight. <laughs> oh, no. How's that? And was, see, the the kicker is we also give you a script. So Moral Implications has done a full background check on these people. So it's like you bring wow. your you can bring your dentist in, and you're like, yeah, I need to floss more. But you looked up a girl's skirt in second grade. Yeah. What's, uh, this, what's all about these? Or you're these? a Scientologist, Dennis, and Clintonville. <laughs> yeah. why, do you, why did you have stats charges dropped in 1986, huh? Yeah. You can't expunge why, why that. that? You can't what? expunge that. Yeah. yeah. And so the, what? I didn't floss. <laughs> yeah, so, My teeth are fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So My teeth have never been arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, what's more? Uh, do you really think it's appropriate to drive your car through a football field in the second or the eighth grade? No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's and not. how are you a senator? You yeah. know, like. Yeah. So, it is a great way to level the playing field. Yeah. So when you're when you ha- the next and this, time this is with any kind of physician you want or just anybody in a place of power, your boss, uh, a dentist, a doctor, yeah, anybody that anybody that has the ability to put you in a chair and yeah. make you feel nervous or anxious yeah. or small or like yeah. tell you the things you know you should be doing People better. People with letters life. behind their names. Yes, yes, letters behind or in front. It doesn't matter. We, we flip it on them. My boss says, uh, your performance was below expectations. And I was like, oh, yeah? Remember in second grade? <laughs> yeah. Tell us about what old Billy English said. And you're like, that oh, was wow, below whoa. expectations. Yeah. Right. So. Sign me up. Anytime you got, you're feeling down about it, you're, you're nervous about going to the dentist, I recommend you pay $19.99. You go to the uh, Pro Flip offices by Moral Applications and level the playing field. Level the playing field, Beautiful. fellas. Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Yap. Uh, For this last segment of the night, I want to review the new game on Xbox One, Gears 5. Uh, Dinger Dog's a huge fan of the Gears of War uh, series, aren't you? Oh, the the men are thick. The men are thick. That was the idea (laughs) when the first one came out in 2006. It is is, uh, 80s machismo strong dudes fighting these monsters that just came out of the ground It's like twice a car, like... Two Carl Weathers. Yeah, thick. exactly. Like, wow. Emergence, <laughs> they happen. Get to the job. fighting these monsters. The original trilogy was Marcus Phoenix. This trilogy is his son, JD, and his friends. Uh, the story goes they're continuing the fight against the Horde. It's the second chapter in the new trilogy. Um, this time you play as the character Kate. Who's Wait, on you a, do? Yeah. Cool, I like her. So she's on a journey to find out what ties she has to the locust and why she's seeing visions of them. So 
I, I hear you say you do because you start out the game as JD. Yeah, that's, I've, I've just played maybe an hour. Yeah. yeah. The, the first act is, is basically JD, and then the rest of the game takes place as Kate, who is a female character, and that's a big deal for the Gears of War series. It, it, it's, it is a big deal, and I think it's really, I mean, it's interesting how they like play the female characters versus like these like double-thick Carl Weathers guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the female characters they have I mean they're 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 athletically built but they're not nearly like no. I mean it, it's it's I don't know there's I don't I'm not gonna end on a point there I'm just gonna stammer until somebody rescues me but it's it's interesting to think about yeah. like why you like thick dudes it's fine man yeah. I, I, I do no hate here I like thick dudes <laughs> any room on that tab for go. me uh, as you as you progress through the story you learn more and more about the cog and the darkness of their past actions. They keep on like calling into light uh, how uh, when it comes to war, the stories are written by the winners. So right. like the cog were the government at the time or the government that kind of came about as this war happened, and they're guilty of a whole lot of atrocities. So a lot of the story is meeting with other factions I mean, basically, one other factions that you meet with is the Russians, and you learn that they basically the Cog basically went to war with them as well as the the Horde. So there's a lot of that kind of world building going on in the story. Are there uh, new monsters? There, it's basically those robots that we saw in the last one, the DBs. There's the Horde again, right? But are there new monsters in the Horde? Because I used to like. I not. That's, I think that's the best thing. Not game. that I can remember. Uh, to be honest with you, um, the presentation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't have an answer for you. No, I know it's fine. I, 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 I just don't. Like when there, I, push you there, off script. I know that there's some new enemies that I have fought, but uh, it's. I mean, my Gears of War memory from three years ago isn't all that strong. Uh, this game runs at 4K and 60 frames per second on an Xbox One. And it's the best game I've ever seen on console, period. It is... So that's a good... Those are good numbers. It, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm not being an asshole. I really... Well, yeah. it's, like, it's like when you go to the doctor's office and they're like, hey, 180 over usually, 20. You're like, what the usually, f- does that mean? So right. usually there's a toss-up. Usually it's either in 1080p and 60 frames per second or it's in 4K and 30 frames per second. But this is the first time I've seen on console that it is giving me both of those things at the same time. Was there time. smoke nice. coming out of your Xbox? And it is... That's not where it's is, coming out of. I don't know what it looks like. Does it, does it look pretty good on the vanilla looks, Xbox? Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, on my uh, on your standard... On your 720i... Video. <laughs> Stop it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, never it mind. Is, I was going to make a Sugar Mama joke there. It but. is absolutely gorgeous. Like, it... It steals the show. The presentation does. Uh, the game also, I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit, but not on purpose. It features Atmos sound, which is a huge deal to audio nerds. It's not as used uh, quite as well as it was in the last one. In the last one, there was lots of helicopters roaring above. There was lots of use for the omnidirectional sound. There isn't too much of that in this game, but it's still one of the best sounding games out there this year. Um it's a visual marvel the entire game. It's especially in the lighting department. Uh, there's there's a wide variety of areas to see. There's jungles that which Dinger Dog would have seen. Yeah, I was actually really shocked when the jungle started. Like it doesn't feel like very gearsy. Like yeah. I think when you're in Gears of War, I'm running through like dilapidated cities. Dilapidated cities like metal, concrete. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a change. That's a big change. Uh, you'll see frozen tundras, Ooh. deserts. Ooh, I'm gonna and play of this. course, as we talked about, decaying cities. The art style for Gears of War has always kind of been this weird combination of like 1920s, 1940s art deco mixed with like ancient Greece. Did you ever? Did yeah, you ever pick I mean that that's up? like where, where the cities are. Like, uh, yeah, I get that. The art direction has always been weird, so they kind of they they don't stick to that as much in this one. But when you definitely see the 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 inside cities of the Cog, um, it feels a little bit like the original, but they've definitely changed it a little bit. The gameplay, it's the same cover and shoot gameplay we know and love. I mean, it's it's dingers, bread and butter. I, I, I mean, I, these games I love. I love these. There's, yeah, because they're simple. Like I mean, like the mechanics are simple. They're like, simple. They're fun. Uh, intuitive. Yeah, they're intuitive. Like you, basically, you cover, you pop up, you shoot, you cha- you, you basically have to flank all your enemies and shoot them, and the enemies just get harder, and you, you can change your weapons or not. I like I go through the whole game with my lancer. Yeah, and like I, I sometimes I drop the shotgun, and sometimes I, like, but I, I always I never use the shotgun in this game. I I basically use the lancer, the hammer shot. And they introduce a, a new weapon. It's basically like an even bigger shotgun, which is fun. Is it the four shot? I don't know what it's called, but I'm always kind of avoiding those weapons just to look for more Lancer ammo because that's just the ammo. That's just the gun where you kind of turn your brain off, aim for a headshot, and you kill them. But yep. of course, there's all kinds of different. Uh, there's there's a sniper rifle you can get. There's a rocket launcher you can get. There is the buzzsaw uh, one. But the, the buzzsaw one. Um, this game does introduce some new mechanics to the... I mean, this is the sixth Gears of War, essentially. There's the original trilogy. Right. There is Judgment, which is by the Coalition that was a prequel that is by this studio. And then there's four and now five. Right. And, like, was one of the... I'm sorry, I'm going to jump probably on one of your lines sure, here. Sure, go ahead. Uh, like, there's a true melee now, right? Or was that always there? So, we can get to that later. Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> Let's get to that later. Let's touch okay, on that. Sure, sure. I'm sorry. Uh, the game introduces a new mechanic in the form of Jack, your robot companion. Okay. I really liked him. Uh, he, you use Jack to he follows you around. He'll attack enemies. You use him to solve puzzles, and he can give your uh, you, he can give your characters some some buffs. Uh, one of them is like a cloak item, and the big deal with Jack is. When you are looting areas, you can get materials to upgrade Jack. And Jack can do all kinds of different things. Like I said, he can he can shoot enemies. He can give you buffs that will... Yeah, he can give you like a, 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 a temporary invincibility or a temporary shield boost. He it, can give it, you... Like he can blind your enemies. He can... It, yeah. adds a, it adds a new gameplay element because the last five Gears of War have been largely untouched. Like, they've basically... This is the first Gears of War where they're actively trying to change the way that the games... The, the I mean, the first game was in 2006. It's now 13 years later. This is the first time that they're actively kind of trying to change the series. So uh, it's not related to Metal Gear? No. no. Two no. totally different things. Two, two totally, totally different games. Two okay. totally different games. Not a games. stick. Helpful. Helpful comment, though. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game introduces semi-open worlds in two of the four acts. There are four acts throughout the game. The first act and the fourth act are largely linear, mostly linear. They're just like the original Gears of War games. You know, you start in one area, you push through well, it. I don't know. I haven't been to the second. I don't know if I'm going to like an open world. It's, it's 
We'll get to that. <laughs> Stopping all over in the, your review. In the open, in the open areas, it's ba- in the open worlds. It's not an open world. You think of an open world, and you can like start at. It's a big open map, and you can go from checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint in any way that you want to. And in those checkpoints, maybe you can go to a city or a vendor or something like that. In this, it's essentially you need to go to A, B, and C to complete to complete the act. However, if you want to, you can also go to D, E, and F to get more loot to upgrade your robot buddy, Jack. I, I went to a couple of these, and all they are is shootouts. Like, yeah. there isn't much story going on in these areas. It's, it's basically a hideout where you can kill a bunch of horde. And... I, I, like, I appreciate where they're going. I appreciate what they're trying to do. They're trying to change up the Gears of War formula. But for me, I only did two of them. And I was like, I don't need this. Like, I don't care about this. It's, it's cool that it's there. It's cool that they're trying to change things up. But it's not done in a compelling way. What, what are you saying, dog? No, I was just like, they're stealing. That's like, kind of like a Tomb Raider mode. Mode where you oh. like like semi open world where you like you got to you can't you got to do A B and C but you can do D and it's, it's or F it's jarring too because there's nothing out in these open worlds in 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 Act Two you're in a frozen tundra and in Act Three you're in a de- you're in a desert and there's nothing out there in the open world all there are, are these points of interest that you can go to but while you're out there you're riding this vehicle which is called a skiff which is basically like this glorified surfboard with a uh, parachute attached to it and there's nothing to explore. It's you're not you're gonna you're gonna put a, a point on the map and you're gonna go to it and you're gonna kill those enemies. So, like so I said, why, might as well be in a line. So I, why don't yeah, you put I, it yeah, in a line? I, yeah, exactly. I appreciate right. that they're trying to change things up. It's interesting, but it's not effective. It, I, I'll just say that that, that makes sense not, to me. It's not great. Right. Here's my overall thoughts, and I was saving this until this part. The game is absolutely stunning and beautiful, and it is a buggy mess at the moment. The game overheated and shut my Xbox One X off when we were playing Horde. I was Whoa. in the, I was in my kitchen, and Dinger Dog was playing it. He was round two. He was kicking butt like he always is. And he goes, uh, Chuck, the Xbox just turned itself off. I came and felt the Xbox, and it was super hot, super hot. I Googled it, and people are having that same problem. If you're running it on an Xbox One X... It makes the system run so... I don't know if that's because of the 60 frames per second yeah, and the 4K and at the 4K same time. Is, yeah. But it, it's too my, sexy, my system too hot. Is, my system is well ventilated. I've never had that issue before. And it shut the Xbox off. And I thought to myself, oh shit, you know, did I like just brick my Xbox? It shut off during horde mode. Um, Luckily, it was only level two because I would have been. No, you were far. You were like level 20 or so. Oh. It shut off during the campaign when I'd been playing it for several hours. And there are all of these bugs rampant throughout the entire game. Probably happened 10 times as I was playing through a 12-hour campaign where you start to fear doors because you don't know if the checkpoint is going to work. I recorded a bunch of them. I'll I'll try to put them on Twitter. But you go up to a door and either it doesn't show that the door can open or you try to open it and the cutscene does not work and you're stuck there. Now... You can do one of two things. You can either shut the system off, which I did the first time because I was so angry. and Or punch your neighbor in the face. Or punch your neighbor in the face. Or Keep you'll eventually local. learn that you could just reload the checkpoint. But yeah. what happened was a handful of times, some of these bugs, you couldn't even re- reload the checkpoint. So you have the to go back the, a checkpoint. At the end of the yeah. game, I was at a boss fight. I beat the boss. 
They said, hey, hop onto the uh, bus. We're, we're getting the hell out of here. I hopped on the bus. Kate, my character, was standing next to the bus as it's driving away. And I was like, well, this is bad. <laughs> I couldn't pause the game. Oh. And so I was like, okay, if I can't pause the game, then I can't go back to the checkpoint. I'll wait and see if she dies. A minute later, she dies. And then I can't. And then it says, you're dead. And it says, do you want to reload the checkpoint? And I couldn't press any of the buttons. And I had to shut it off. And when I came that back. That sounds super duper frustrating. When I came back yeah. to it, it didn't save after I'd beaten the boss. So I had to beat a boss that I'd already lost to three times again. So these bugs happened probably, like I said, ten times throughout the game. I would have punched a hole in my wall. It's, is, it's frustrating. I, like, that that it's is really frustrating. frustrating. And I, I, Especially I for like Xbox's tier one flagship video game. I'm not saying that this stuff is unacceptable because me and Dinger only played a dollar for the game. Every <laughs> single time I thought about this, it was because it's free on Game Pass. Do you, you remember RoboCop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Absolutely. That's all I kept on thinking. It was yeah. like, this sucks, but at the you end of the game, I... I didn't drop 60 bucks. I'm so frustrated that I would have paid 60 bucks to play like a game that doesn't have this many bucks. I'm not saying that the game, the game is fantastic, but I'm saying go into it. I don't know if you're going to have the same sort of problems on Xbox. I I don't know, but I've noticed you won't have the overheating problems, but I think you might still have the checkpoint. I've noticed that it's just not as like, what are the things? I don't know. My, I've only an hour in. But there's times when it's not as linear as I want it to be. Like, I want gear... I like, And maybe this is just because I'm... Like, Gears I just, of War is an uncharted game. It's, a th- it's, a, like, a, it's like watching a, a machismo action movie. It should be an that's action movie I that I get to do the shooting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, exactly. what I, that's what I want. I don't need to, like... Like, there was a time today where I was running around, like, I didn't know where to go. And I was like... Because I didn't stand in the middle of my group. Yeah. You know, I, I had to stand in the middle of my group. And I had to, like, use the, like... Like cheat, like the have your robot tell you where to go. And I'm like, oh, well, that's I'm supposed not to, too bad. I know, but it's still like I wanted to just, I wanted to be, I, I want to be taken by the hand. I got to the point where I that's wasn't I sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the game was playing as it should play or if it was bugging out. Like right. I, that literally was happening where I wasn't sure what to go. And it was a problem that Jack had to solve, and I thought that just the game was bugging out, and I couldn't progress because. I had an issue with the game. I at near the end of the game, there's that part where you have to go to the airfield and I couldn't enter the airfield. And so I Googled it and a bunch of other people were having the same problem. And I thought to myself, Oh man, like these people are all saying that they replayed the entire third act and that they still weren't getting it to work. I was like, this is really making me angry because I'm not going to play the third act. And so I went around the aircraft in my vehicle and I found the entrance. But like that was the tricks that the game was playing on me because of these bugs. That right, because now you're not sure that like if you're now bugged out. I'm not out. sure if it's a bug or if it's just yeah. a quirk with the game. That's not good. And that's frustrating because we're 37 years old. You're 107. miscellaneous. <laughs> next and I just, I just didn't know. So thank God for Google. Um, Gears 4 I thought was better. Uh, but the story in Gears 5 is way better. Uh, I left the game caring about these characters, eager for the next game, and like actually engaged because these cutscenes are long. Some of these cutscenes go on 8 to 10 minutes. Yeah, they're definitely no long. Way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really? what I'm saying. It's a movie you play. That's craziness. It's, I, I don't but know. it's good. It's good. And, and Kate is... I like Kate. Kate is a good point of view for the... You know, we've had... S- 
We've had five games, five games now from the point of view of a dude, like, like give us the point of view of Kate. Right. Her story is incredibly interesting where she is fighting. I'm sorry. Are you mad at me for not letting you talk? No, no, no. I'm not mad. I'm just uh, like, it's, we've, how many, I, I, it is refreshing that that's going to happen because I was already, and I haven't gotten to where she takes, where I step into her point of view. Yeah. But I'm like, great. Like Marcus and JD are like curmudgeon. Like they're the Marcus same dudes. is, a, yeah. They're like Marcus's character is his character. He's a grumpy old man, yeah. but he loves people. Yeah. And JD's like the, his goofier version. That is, he's his goofier son, but he's still the same guy. So it's nice to have a new perspective. Kate has some weird tie to the horde, and you're you're going to discover why during the course of the game, and that's super interesting too. Don't so spoil she's, it. She, I'm not spoiling, okay. but she's going to have visions of what the horde are doing, what the horde are thinking, and that kind of really pulled me in as well. As opposed because of her mom. Sorry, no, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell is. me. It is Dinger Dog. Oh God, I knew Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler big time. Uh, Jack. Or also Dave, your your robot buddy at the very beginning of the game is Dave, but your robot buddy throughout most of the game is Jack. He's a welcome addition to the gameplay, and they they really try to humanize him in it. There's a lot of really funny comments, like there's there's one part of the game where they say he's just a stupid robot, and Dell says that's not his fault. Like yeah. they do a lot of really great humanizing of of Jack, who's just this little robot droid that's following you around. Uh, it made me feel kind of the way that they humanized the uh, the mech in Titanfall 2. So he's a welcome addition to the gameplay. The open, wo- the open world levels are barren and kind of unnecessary. Uh, like I said, I'm happy they're trying new things. But for the next game, you either have to start with that in mind and completely expand upon it and make it worthwhile or just completely drop it. Because there's a lot of ties to The Last God of War with this game. I mean, I don't... I, I think it's just a big coincidence that the first open world that you're going to be in is this ice tundra, which is essentially the open world in uh, in the last God of War. But also, it's really jarring that there's an open world in this game that you can never go back to. So once you complete Act 2, they say, are you sure you want to proceed? Because once you do, you can't come back. That's not how an open world game works. And right. they do the same thing in, in Act 3 where they say, are you sure you want to come back because you can't come back? Or you want to leave because you can't come back? Like I said... That's not how an open world game works. So either expand on it in the in the inevitable next game, or just drop it. Make it be, make it linear. Um, there is a uh, surprising lack of the on rail sequences that they had in Gears of War Four. Do you remember Mal or Malpal? I'm calling you Malpal. Do you remember in Gears of War Four how there's a lot of like arcade sequences where you're in you're, car, you're, you're and time you get chased and you're yeah. shooting or you're yeah. on the elevator or you're in a motorcycle and right. you're shooting. There's a handful of those, but nowhere near as many as there were in four. Do you like that? that I don't thing I or? never really loved those oh, anyway. Yeah. Like I mean, I would love those if I had a like a controller that was like a point and shoot gun. But yeah. like I mean that I don't know. I, I I don't like the fixed point of that so much. Um I might be kind of nitpicking here. Um, I'm not sure if I still love the reload mini game. I got really frustrated with oh, that. Oh no, Ask, I still, still like that's, that. That's like classic Gears, because man. Your clip runs out, and you're constantly looking up at the right corner. And I just don't know if I love that anymore. But if you like it, hey, I'm on board. No, I mean I do. I still love. I mean, like the little power up that you get if you nail it right. And then it is so frustrating when you when you when you mess up a reload and you jam your weapon. But I think that's I love that as a as a mechanic for the uh, game. And for whatever reason. There's a chainsaw on your Lancer 
whenever you are JD or one of the boys, but Kate has a knife. And so she's got an old school Lancer. Taking that out of Horde or of, of the campaign is super disappointing. Because I love Wait, her Lancer doesn't like you can't pick up a normal Lancer? You can pick up any Lancer you want to, but she never has the chainsaw move. She in the can't, campaign. Uh, she can't chainsaw melee? Nope. She's not thick enough? That's just yep. That's exactly how I felt. So you end up not using <laughs> the melee as much because hey, I remember well, <laughs> in all the other Gears games, you go, Zuh, Zuh. Yeah, yeah, you you're like, like four or five people at dude, a time. You get stuck in your... or those little juvie things that run at you. I'm just like, nun, nun. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. And she doesn't have that. And that's kind of, but they have, but, but JD has the knife. Like they, they, you can do but a... you. Yes. But you're only playing as JD in the first right, act. Right. So that's in the weird. second, third and fourth act, you're Kate and there's no chainsaw. So I'm I telling you, there's ha- no I chainsaw. Ha- I, I believe you. I don't, but I'm going to probably prove you'll probably be right. Uh, so she can have a chainsaw Lancer and she just no can't, chainsaw. she can't she operate use it. It. Like, it needs a penis. Dinger dog. <laughs> That's all it. That's Alec it for off. afternoon. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Okay. Um, Horde mode. It's as great as it's ever been, but I don't think they changed up much. Have you played any more Horde mode other than when you were at my house? Nope. 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 They added buffs to each of the characters, so like every other character has a different buff that you can like share with your friends. But it just it doesn't it doesn't change things up. So it's it's essentially the same kind of tower defense horde mode game that we've had for the longest time, which is fine. I don't think people are looking for that to change. It's as good as ever. It's beautiful. It runs in, you know, 4K, 60 frames per second, and it will also run so hot that it'll shut your Xbox off. Nice. It's fun. And I didn't even Wild try the, I didn't even try I didn't even try the PvP multiplayer because I just I have no desire to do no that. That's not what I want to do with, with um, despite all these buggy difficulties I give it an 8.5. The campaign, the campaign, the campaign, the story engaged me. Uh, I, I, I did it in, I think, three sittings. And really? it's, it's about 12 hours long. You can stretch it out to even longer if you want to clear out those longer or you want to clear out those open world. I'll probably stretch it out. I yeah. bet I will. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of collectibles you can pick up while you're running around through the game. And I never read that stuff. I'm going to stretch it out on horde mode. That's all world building stuff when you're cl- picking up the collectibles. I read some of it, but I just didn't care for the most point. But I left the game. I left the game excited to see how they're going to wrap it up. There's definitely going to be uh, another one. It there's some heavy hitting moments at the end of the game. Spoiler alert. Okay. Don't do you like do you like it when I say no? I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some heavy story moments at the end of the game. He ain't uh, heavy, and it's it's absolutely. A stunning Xbox game. 8.5. 8.5. All right, fellas. Yes. That was a fun afternoon yap. Absolutely. Uh, You can shoot us an email at afternoonyap at gmail.com. Yeah, ask us a question about Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at afternoon underscore yap. Uh, You can visit our website at www.theafternoonyap. And we're new to Instagram. Absolutely, we are. My wife is doing all of the posting, all of She's the editing, and all of the hashtagging because I don't know how any of that stuff works. Damn uh, it! Our next episode is going to be in a few weeks, hopefully. Uh, the new Link's Awakening game for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm going to watch it on Amazon. Watch now. Is that what you're going to talk about next episode? I am. What are you watching? The Boys oh. on Amazon. Superhero I, thing. I, I'm going to talk about the Amazon Strike. 
Cool. <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll read a book or something. Uh, that's it for afternoon yap. Uh, as always, if you're on an airplane, always watch your wallet. Yeah. And if you can get a free drink, get Do that it. free drink. Yeah, hide it. I, I, I mean... <laughs> It'll change your life. Just don't don't show your payment until like they ask. Can for I do it. that at restaurants? I don't think it works the same way. It's called thievery. or like if I'm picking up my laundry, no. like, sir, you have to. So pay. I did. I, like, I did. But um, my my credit card's underneath my knee. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so see you, in a few weeks. You make it sound like a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dinger Dog, you want to sign us off? I love you. See ya. Bye. <laughs>